Hello, spreaders, and welcome to the spread. Before we begin our episode, I want to tell you guys a short story. Nairobi family, this one is for you. On a mission to uninvisible, invisible women, Laura Ikumbo Alea Kasim and Anne Mora, aka Lamb, created the brazen edition and partnered with a storytelling powerhouse too early for birds to put up a theater production. After a successful run at the Kenyan National Theater with four sold out shows, these three women, alongside dozens of other women, told stories of brazen women in Kenyan history whose stories have been erased. You can catch these women at the Nairobi Flea Markets Books and Brunch at Brioche at The Alchemist this Sunday, the 19th of August, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And they're going to have a meet and greet at the market, which is open from 10 a.m. until your liver tells you it's time to go home. And let's not forget, we will be having noise on demand on the decks. In the evening, we have Parsan and the Different Faces Band, who are going to be playing live music. And of course, it's a market. So there's going to be lots of stuff for you to buy. See you this Sunday at The Alchemist. I'm sure by now you guys are all bored of my naughty Nolan stories. Yes, I had a wild weekend and to be honest, I think my next guest is the one that deserves all the credit. Marla Stewart, a jack of all trades in the sex work community, was in charge of all the fun that I had one weekend that we spent in New Orleans. She's responsible for the hurricane I had, which is like a green tall cocktail the walks on Bourbon Street, the karaoke nights, the absolute excitement of being in the kink and BDSM dungeon, and is very responsible for the hungovers thereafter. Yes, Marla, I blame you. But she's also responsible for a big event that takes place every year in Atlanta called Sex Down South. She shares with us why she does what she does and the reason behind her sex positive attitude in life. A small spoiler alert, because I'm all about that life. I intend to travel to Atlanta for this year's Sex Down South. So if you go into the description box below, you will see who the speakers and the teachers for the conference are. And if you let me know who you would like me to interview, I will be more than happy to do so. After all, I am because of you. Which reminds me, please subscribe to The Spread Podcast on Stitcher, on Google Play, on SoundCloud, and of course on Apple Podcasts. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, if you leave us a raving review, that would be really dope. You know, I'd be like, high five. Thanks for the review. Really respect you. And don't forget to follow us on at The Spread Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Well, I'm Marla Renee Stewart. I am the owner of Velvet Lips, uh, which is a sexuality education company where I specialize in seduction, communication, and sex skills. And I'm also the co-founder of the Sex Down South Conference in Atlanta, Georgia. 
and that is an educational conference all day seminars for three days and then we party and have fun at night what kind of fun uh well you know um well the sisters of sexuality are going to have the uh uh pussy play theater which is going to be great um as well as our little bang and our big bang which is pretty amazing as well um and those are just in a variety shows um, that we always have a blast with and we also do the black box photography as well as have a dj and dancing so it's always a good time and we're also gonna have a little mix and mingle too as well yeah that's exciting i i really w i think i'm gonna be able to make it for a i hope so i yeah. hope so it'll be fun yeah also king is gonna be shooting a music video which i really want to be in yes yeah, so. excellent <laughs> so yes and the scissor sexuality we're gonna be doing a photography shoot so that should be fun too and then um, I'm also a lecturer at uh, Clayton State University, which is a uh, university about 20 minutes uh, s south of downtown Atlanta. Um, and yeah, originally from California, moved to Atlanta 14 years ago, just recently moved to Fort Lauderdale to be with my The boo. rainy city. Yeah. <laughs> Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> Sunny and rainy. <laughs> I'm just now learning. Um, so your background like how is it that you came to be such a queen and all these things well um i think first and foremost it had to it started with my mother right so my mother um was very much uh, sex positive in the sense that she did not want me to become a teenage mother like she had been um so she educated me from second grade and every year i had a lecture around sex sexuality bodies all sorts of stuff um, and my mom really helped me to feel empowered um, with my sexuality in the sense of when I had my boyfriend at 16, one of her rules was uh, you can have sex you're, you, when you're, uh, when you can go and buy condoms then you're old enough to have sex. Um, and so, or when I was mature enough, you know, to go buy condoms or whatever. So. Um, when I did that, you know, it was a scary thing, but it, it really helped me to be responsible, I think, within my own sexuality and what I do and how I navigate my sexuality. And then when I went to uh, school and I went to college, um, I started studying human sexuality. I was in LGBT studies. I um, majored in psychology. Uh, lots of people just asked me about sex questions right they're like marla i was just like the go-to person around sex and sexuality matters with my friends um and i just realized people just were easy with me uh talking to me around about sex you know and i think a lot of it had to do with being authentic being open non-judgmental um and being able to really listen to the to their problems and so um, from there, I was just like, I really, this is the thing that I need to do. So it really was organic in the sense um, of what I'm doing now. So as a, you know, as a academia person, right, I love to do research. Um, and then also uh, being a sex coach, just helping clients, helping people to, you know, live, you know, better, healthier um, sexual lives and use their sexual energy to their um benefit so uh, that's pretty much you know how i got where i'm at so of course you know did my education and uh while i was in grad school formed my business while i was in grad school and over time it's just been a a nice little staple i'm pretty popular in the atlanta area and hopefully hopefully i'm 
trying to be popular in South Florida as I, you know, just moved there. But um, it's been really great. I've been really having some really great people behind me um, to promote me. And yeah, so that's where And I'm a nice right sisterhood now. of like, yes. um, beautiful black yes. women living their Good best collaborators, lives. right? Yes. Like yeah. black women who share ideas, who share love, who want to get together and just bring, bring every different facets of sexuality together and i love that so that's amazing uh so we're here in new orleans for an event called naughty in norland what brought you here and maybe while i have you you can just talk a little bit about naughty in norland for people who don't know what it is yeah sure so what brought me here is taylor of course you know so one of my sisters of sexuality was like are you going to naughty in Orleans?" and i was like oh i've never heard of it um, but I will submit. So I went to submit to teach, um, ended up uh, uh, with John Gunner um, sort of introducing myself via email and being able to teach a class here. So um, I ended up being on two panels. One is uh, Race in the Lifestyle, one was Empowered in the Lifestyle. And then I also did a workshop, which was Advanced Flirting and the Art of Pussy Pleasing. And what's, um, what's that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All about seduction, right? And all about oral sex, hand sex, like ways to, you know, please the pussy. So, um, but Nadia Nolens is a swinger event, and uh, my master's thesis actually focused on people of color and alternative sexual communities. And one of those communities was, you know, swingers, of course. Um, but I've been in this community probably for 10 or more years now. I've been sort of, you know, working in and out of, you know, kink, you know, swinger communities, poly communities. Um, but this is a definitely a swinger lifestyle event that where couples can get together and play or learn um, and really just, uh, you know, vacation and have a little fun here. Yeah, I've learned so much in the last few days that I've been here just like um, attending all of these talks and getting to meet so many people and listen to people's stories and I think it's so important that people hear these stories and and try to understand different lifestyles and different um, people's preferences from a really non-judgmental point of view. And that's the reason why I do what I do. And I, I really applaud you for also um, speaking and living your truth. Yeah, got uh, to. Tell us more about Sex Down South. Um, so Sex Down South is a conference. Um, it um, have all the Sisters of Sexuality there. Um, and it is an educational conference where we embrace everybody. And when I say everybody, we mean everybody. Um, it's such a diverse group of people, uh, people from alternative sexual lifestyles. Um, we uh, center uh, folks of color. We center queer and trans folks. And we center folks with an alternative sexual lifestyles, um, folks with disabilities. So people who are usually in marginalized populations, those are the folks that we center and we make sure that they are heard and set or um, are heard, their voices are heard, um, and that we are learning from them, right? And we're learning from every single different type of person. Um, it's very important to us because sometimes we get in our little 
you know, we, we get in our little spaces or even here, like Nadia Nolens, right? It's just like a, it's a swinger space, but like would swingers go to someone who's poly or would swingers go to, you know, especially a lot of straight or, you know, bi swingers, would they go to a lot of queer trans events, right? So we kind of really want people to understand that we can all learn from each other. And I think that's the most important piece of it. And we create it out of love, right? Um, and because we've created it out of love, we have a ton, ton, tons of presenters from all around the world who come in and are just love to teach and want to teach those who are enthusiasts and, and of course, those, you know, ac academics, right? Um, and, yeah, so it's all education. We have everything from live demos to... You know, you know, there's a face sitting, you know, a, a lady, a lady a V and D are doing. Lady? Yeah, face sitting 101. We have like blowjob wow, workshops. Love it, love it, love it, love we it. have, you know, we have um, lots of different uh, workshops that are, you know, academic. We have lots of workshops that are live demos where you can actually learn something or practice something. Um, we have lots of flirting, you know, kinds of workshops. Just, um, really being able to sort of be easy and have fun and learn at the same time. Um, yeah, so it, it's just a really great, um, fun conference. It's funny because it's like, even though I created this, like, this is the conference that I want to go to, but I'm like working all the time for it. <laughs> so hopefully this year, Tia and I will actually get a chance to sort of sit in some more of the um, workshops and actually be able to um, experience what we really have created. Uh, and then we do nighttime stuff. So like I said, the Sisters of Sexuality, we're doing a pussy play theater, which is um, sort of fun, like sexual improv, um, and we're, where we will be telling stories um, or doing different things that will. Does, um, is there any relation, sh relation with, um, I've heard of the Punani poets? Ah, yeah. No, there's no, I do know uh, Jessica Coulter of Punani poets. Um, and um, she did, they did actually a show last year um, for the Big Bang. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. So um, I follow them on Instagram, but I have no idea. Oh, yeah. That's, 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 <laughs> just, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah. They're really amazing. And, you know, Jessica now, she's in Atlanta now. So um, I'm hoping to see more, more of the Punani poets because I remember seeing them back in the day on what was it, HBO's. Uh, real real sex so um that was uh, you know to actually you know see it in real life is really really fun um, but we did have them for our big bang last year so yeah so we have some nighttime entertainment like i said the sos uh, pussy play theater we'll have the little bang which is another sort of variety show um and then friday night we'll have the mix and mingle um, which is sort of you can mingle with our sex celebrities. We have four different um, sex celebrities who are going to give keynotes, sort of what they've experienced. Our theme this year is rebel, um, thinking about sexual politics in a new era. Yeah, and then we have the Big Bang, which, you know, King and Jasmine are hosting. So I know <laughs> it's going to be super exciting. I know. Can and people still register to show up? Yes, people can still register. We have tickets um, early bird tickets end on July 31st, and um, then we our regular price tickets start um, on August 1st. 
Do you have to register to stay the whole weekend, or can you register for some of the classes? Yeah, so the the classes are all-inclusive. The registration is all-inclusive, so you can go to whatever class you want. Um, and uh, it's the registration is for everything. We do have day passes, so say you can only make one day, we, you know, you can just buy a day pass. Okay, so for those of you who are listening, by the way, I have a 75% U.S.-based listenership. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for anybody who wants to go for Sex Down South, the details are in the description box below. Just make sure that you um, get those tickets and uh, you'll get the opportunity to meet Marla, to meet the other Sisters of Sexuality. Jasmine and King are going to be there, and I think it's going to be great. Yes. Um, can you share with us a little bit about your personal life? What your sure what you identify as, um, why sexuality or freedom, living your truth is so important, but on a personal basis. Yeah, so um, I came out at 16. I had my first boyfriend and also my first girlfriend in the same year. My mom flipped out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that was... Oh, gosh, 22 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what was really great is my mom, I think, always empowered me to be who I am and, and live in my truth and, and say what it is that I, who I love, what I love, it doesn't matter, like, as long as I'm happy. Um, and that went from mom I'm (laughs) non-monogamous and she's like, okay, whatever. It's just another thing (laughs) that, you know, who you are as a person. Um, But yeah, I've definitely come out as queer. Um, I identify as non-monogamous or monogamish to be very, very specific. Um, I uh, identify as... Uh, mm, floating <laughs> in alternative sexual communities, but I, I think I'm just in denial, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I, I, it's like I am in poly communities. I am in swinging communities. I've been in these communities for years, and I am in kinky communities. Um, and it's just a nat- uh, uh, it's just naturally who I am and where I've been. Um, I currently have a partner. Um, she, uh, I moved actually to Fort Lauderdale for her. Um, and it's wonderful. I mean, we're, we're freshly new in the game. Um, and the game of love. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Together. There's so many games. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I'm super, super excited, um, that I've, you know, found my person. So, um, do you mind my asking how old you are? I am 38. She's 30. Um, so yeah, she's a young one. That's okay. Is it, uh, for people who are in the community, mm-hmm. is it easier, harder? Do you meet people during like conferences? Like how do you, how do you meet people? How do I meet people? Yeah. <laughs> I meet people. All, people come up to me constantly. I, um, for whatever reason. Um, I suppose you're out there. Yeah, I'm pretty extroverted too. So I talk to anybody and everybody. Um, and I, you know, I'm constantly presenting. I'm, you know, I'm constantly have, you know, my name out there and always try to be involved in things. So um, I stay pretty busy. Okay. Because I identify as Polly. I live in Kenya. Mm-hmm. It's... It's almost impossible 
to find people who are living their truth mm. enough to want to be poly because we've been we, because we're such a Christian community or we're raised Christian. There's so many people who just think that non-monogamy is like sin. Mm. And so people lie to themselves that they're monogamous a lot of the time and they're just they're being non-monogamous they're mm-hmm. being so Ken- Kenya Nairobi is thri- is a thriving community of unethical non-monogamous people mm-hmm. and i feel like if people just said that they were being ethically non-monogamous then it would ma- i feel like every it would make the biggest difference. Yeah. So for me to say it, first of all, I get a lot of slut shaming. Mm. And people just think that non-monogamous people want to fuck everybody. Right. But even if we do, that's none of your fucking business. Right. <laughs> True. <laughs> but it's so hard to just meet somebody who who's like you or who's like-minded. I, I end up, like, I am I post stuff on Instagram, like, are there any poly people in Nairobi mm. who want to speak about their truth or who are looking to date or, you mm. know, any people in kink and BDSM and... Oh, it's there's no it's so hard yeah and I, I really wonder what it's like for other people I speak I speak up I have my podcast um, I have my social media but then there's so many people who are afraid to speak up and just tell people how they feel and how they want to live mm-hmm. so I just I wonder about them and I'm pretty sure there's people here as well oh yeah so just wondering what it's like to meet people who are like you yeah, I mean, it's wonderful always to meet people like me. I mean, I think the greatest thing that people can actually learn is, you know, there are people that are not like you, right? Like, my girlfriend is not, she's very conservative, right? Where'd you meet? We met randomly at a flag football game. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice romantic story. I was recruiting story. women. She was just <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> and then she was, or I was hanging out and she just finished playing. Um, but, uh, you know, she's very conservative and she, you know, um, she grew up, you know, she's Haitian. So she grew up in a very, very religious household, um, until she was just kind of like, I'm done with that. I think she said when around 12 years old or so. Um, but like, it's really, you know, when she has told me about her family or culture, I, I'm just like, gosh, like, for me, it's just like, I can't even imagine being in that situation, right? Like, because I think I grew up in such a liberal culture, um, growing up in California, growing up in a very hippie-ish environment, like, do you, do whatever makes you happy, Um, be yourself, and uh, just learn that that is the way to be. So to not be that just seems very, very difficult to me. Um, but, you know, it's really around, like, geography and culture, all of these things that can um, affect people. Religion, you know, there's a lot of religious trauma in the South. Um, a lot of religious trauma from certain religions, like, particularly like being Jehovah's Witness, uh, being Seventh-day Adventists. Um, those particular religions, I know, are really hard to break out of. Um, and the religious trauma is deep. So when I have clients, sometimes I, I, I tell people I can spot a Jehovah's Witness or a Seventh-day Adventist from a mile away um, because of the shame, the guilt that they feel, um, the thinking of the world's going to end at any moment. 
um, that kind of thinking is really stressful. Um, but there has been, you know, and uh, people have been able to break out of it. That's the thing. People have been able to break out of it. Um, but in those Christian cultures, it can be traumatic um, to not to 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 want to be yourself and just feeling like you can't because of some repercussion that is totally mystical. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, religion is imposed on us when we're born. Mm-hmm. Well, everything is imposed on us when we're right. born. Right. <laughs> but socialization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the hardest thing for anybody to do is to unlearn. And I can imagine if religion is causing people so much anxiety, the idea of them not being a part of that religion or that whatever it is that organization is must be even more stressful it's just like i would much rather live with this stress than trying to imagine that this thing that i've been believing my whole life doesn't exist or mm-hmm. it, that it's it's a lie or yeah. whatever it is well they're gonna feel betrayed right like oh my gosh this is I, I i would feel betrayed by something i've learned that i thought this was supposed to be true or you know and then you see other people and you're like wait a minute that's different or that's not the case or um wait a minute there's another life that i could be having yeah um it's really traumatic it's traumatic for people to change people don't like to change you know so yeah everything changes except change (laughs) (laughs) it's the only thing that stays the same right (laughs) you know i believe that like we've been talking about like people need to live in their truth they need to be authentic um, and the way to really get to people's hearts is just to be non-judgmental and love people. You know, I really think that if we thrived out of love and love not only being just this mystical thing, but love actually being a verb, like actually loving and caring and doing things for people and listening, those are the things that are most important, right, in life. Um, and that's where that's what my perspective is is just like if i come to someone out of love like i don't could there there's no wrong that i'm that i'm doing it's all about how people are perceiving maybe whatever it is like some people it's funny because like uh i think uh people who have been like traumatized i'm you know i'm a one of the, my mom was a really positive reinforcer and what happens is uh, when I do that t- with other people who haven't had that positive reinforcement, they're like, are you joking? What is this? <laughs> is this a joke? Why are you doing this? And I'm just like, no, like I just really mean it because like I really want you to do your best and be the best person that you can be. Um, so there's something to be said about authenticity and there's something to be said at being you. Um, you know, I teach at a university and I have nose rings and I have tattoos, you know, when people say like, oh, you shouldn't do that or you shouldn't be this, you should be able to do whatever it is that you want to do and be who you are. So, yeah. I, I like that. And I agree. And I think everybody should listen to you mm-hmm. because you are wise beyond your years. <laughs> um, what are the three tips you would give listeners on how to eat pussy good pay attention to your partner right and listen for feedback um tip number one tip number two uh, have a few moves in your arsenal and rotate between those moves um and three be passionate about it worship the pussy you gotta love it 
you know I think just loving it and appreciating it and adoring it is like one of the best things that you could do there is an episode that I recorded and one of my guest hosts was telling me that there's a, a Hindu like um, like group of people mm-hmm. that actually Yoni worship mm-hmm. and they, they literally have like a woman sit on a pedestal and they pour oil oil mm. oils on her pussy and they collect it from underneath and mm. that, and it's like the oil is blessed. Mm. And it's just yes. like they worship vagina. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes, because the energy. <laughs> I'm telling you, the energy of the yoni, the energy of the pussy is amazing. It can, it, it, it could help with world peace. That's true. Mm-hmm. Pussy power. Mm-hmm. I always think about, like, um, you know, we have these, like, you know, mass shooters and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of love were they giving, yeah. you getting, you know? What kind of, like, intimacy like what? What you know? Were they? Because I wonder if they were, would that be happening? You know, that's a uh, good question. And majority of mass shooters are white men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. That, yep. School shooters are usually that's white. Uh, mm-hmm. Says a lot. Yep. <laughs> well, there's a whole structure of things we could talk about with that. <laughs> you know, I do sociology, so there's a whole whole thing around that, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're keeping it positive. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So like, thanks. <laughs> thanks for being here. And thanks for like being my ride or die for the weekend. Yes. Thank you, you for rock. having me. You were We've so had, much fun. You were so much fun too. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'm definitely, I just, I was actually looking at tickets to Atlanta. So yes. we'll, we'll see. We'll see if I can make it. Uh, if any of my sponsors, I've called them sponsors. If any of my listeners <laughs> yes, <laughs> want to sponsor my trip to Atlanta so I can go for Sex Down South and collect more podcasts and more stories from people who are attending, um, uh, you know, Car- KarenKazLucas at gmail.com is my PayPal. Yeah, <laughs> nice. What do you need? I just, what do I need? Mm-hmm. I need my ticket, my return ticket from New York. Okay. And I might need a place to stay, or I could just bunk with Jasmine and Kim. Yeah, which you, is probably you have what a place to stay. To. Okay, I just need my ticket. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think the listeners can make that happen. Yeah, guys, just a return ticket from New York. Yeah, it's less than 100 bucks. Is isn't it? it? I have no idea. <laughs> I think it is. It's, it might be like 200 bucks. Really? I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, actually. I also <laughs> want to go to Jamaica for my birthday, so you guys can make it. And your birthday happen. is when? The weekend after Sex Down South. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, make that happen. Put uh, that in the air. So maybe that's my birthday present. I would like a ticket to Atlanta and to Jamaica. That's all. Just yes. flights. Everything else will be taken care of. Yes. Dear universe. And also, if anybody knows Janelle Monet, please <laughs> just. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I heard she's pretty awesome and amazing. Yeah. So we are hosting a live recording. Um, I don't want to give too many details right now, but we're host- hosting a live recording in the U.S. in November. And it's a it's big. But I can't put I can't talk about it yet. Okay. But I'm looking for a really big guest host. And my my wish list, my top three on my wish list are Janelle Monet, Gabriel Union, or Jada Pinkett Smith. 
So with that, we're going to sign out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> thank you so much for being a guest. Ah, thank You're you for having cool. me. This is fun. This is Absolutely. a blast. Absolutely. We'll see you in Atlanta. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in. Catch you all next week with our first episode from our third live recording with Cheeky, where we talk more about do's and don'ts in bed. And I think that should be fun. Do you guys have any do's and don'ts that you share with your partner in the bedroom or in the living room or in the kitchen? I don't know. Please share them with us on social media. Our pages are at the spread pod on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Till next week. Bye. With you I had no fear Because my soul is ready and my heart is vacant I want you to be with me every step I'm taking Cause I know now I found something special That's why I just wanna lay down my